this is Karina, and you're listening to Bold, Brown and British, a weekly podcast where we discuss what it means to be a brown person in a Western world. We've spoken about colorism, third culture identity, and dating amongst many others in this podcast. So if this sounds like the type of content that you want to hear, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also message us on Instagram. The handle is at Bowl, Brown, and British, or drop us an email via our website at www.bowlbrownbritish.com. So without further ado, let's get on with this week's episode. And how do we feel about all these influencers, self-proclaimed influencers jumping on the next fad? And currently it just seems to be kind of podcasting. Depends on what they're for, right? Because sometimes they actually can make a positive difference. But sometimes it's just very self-indulgent, isn't it? And it's like, not very um, beneficial to really like, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes it's a bit warped. I think it's just maybe like, you know, you've got the the classic influences are like, look at me and they've completely filtered, but there's no substance behind it really. It's just filters. It's just rubbish. Basically, look at how much I can buy. Look at all the stuff I have. And it's look like at all my home bargain hauls, my Poundland hauls. <laughs> I know. And then it's like, look how happy I am. And it's like, and later on you realize actually or you find out that they've got depression and all that kind of stuff and it's like mm-hmm. i think we need to those influencers probably just need to get a bit of a, a grip in that sense and they need to kind of stop um manipulating things so that they make it seem like everything's perfect because then that kind of has a really bad influence on some of the younger generations yeah with some influencers there's like a big setup and production going on behind the scenes for one they aren't really holding the camera themselves and have some uh, someone else taking the shots for them I mean I'd look great if a cameraman or woman was doing all my shots and following me around to take the best shots and you'd forget how long they spend to take each shot or they take about a thousand snaps like a studio session on a professional camera not like your amateur selfies on an iPhone and sometimes you see the, some of the behind the scenes photo where they zoom out of the shots and you can see that they're making a holiday photo in their house or having massive studio lights or a prop set up around these that make um, and see how fake these shots are. 100% back that um have to say I, I look at influence and think they're either really insecure or you know have a look at me have a look at this you know look how great this is and look how great my life is and it's like you know I've, I've yeah maybe I'm too old for it to be honest but I don't look at influences and think that's what I want to be I think uh, you know if I met them if I met them in a bar would I approach them and talk to them no I'd go the other way but like oh my god you know stay I don't want to retain the positive energy I'm going to stay away from people like that because I don't know I mean maybe they're having a great life and that and good for them but you know yeah you know maybe they got a great life and, and that's fine but I just think you know them having to display that all in public over and over again you know it's it's um there's something not quite right you know it's almost uh, insecurity isn't it because mm. if you, you are secure within yourself you don't need to kind of shout about all the stuff you have you yeah. actually have substance behind it to kind of say actually there's 
my personality or you know like I've actually got something to actually contribute I don't know if it's insecurity or actually the complete opposite where they're too sure of themselves I mean some of these influences like seem way up themselves uh, I've been to quite a few work events with influencers and honestly like I think that's just uh, they're so in love with themselves that it honestly comes across uh, one of those things not saying all influencers um, but some uh, some can be really sweet and friendly but the ones that do stand out are the pretentious ones but yeah I know what you mean Sandy there's quite a few um, influencers who you hear um about absolutely rising and abusing their influence. There was that series that went on, I think, um, on Facebook, where uh, some local business owners published a series of like DMs or emails that they had um, exposing like the stupid correspondence and uh, the kind of reach outs they get from influencers. Those influencers that say, hey, I'm an influencer. If you let me stay at you and eat um, completely free for a week um, in exchange, I'll post about it. And uh, when these local hotels say like, no, I won't, co- uh, this won't even cover my overheads. So um, uh, uh, I'd lose out so I'm gonna have to turn you down the bitchy responses uh, that you get or like influencers resorting to plastering like bad Yelp reviews out of spite um it's just next level spoil yeah I think part of it is people see it as a career path now so you have to you have to be super super positive all the time in order to make some kind of money so that you can live their life that you're pretending to live <laughs> And yeah, that's, fake it till you make it. Yeah, exactly. And that's a sticky path to, to go down because mm-hmm. I'm sure they're not having a fantastic day every single day. You know, I think it was, uh, there used to be this channel on YouTube uh, a while ago called BF, this is GF. They used, to, it was, they used to just prank each other all the time. So every video was one setting up the other. And a while ago, I think they came to the realization, wait, are we only together because we just prank each other and we're doing it for the money? Or do we actually still want to be with each other? Oh, damn. And oh, they, I think wow. they realized that it was actually because of they just prank each other. Oh, shit. Uh, they had been together for like, what, seven years or, or something at that point and split up. So, you know, it's having a damning effect on their actual real lives. Yeah, it's their their content was so dependent on each other that they they forgot that YouTube was supposed to be an extension of their life rather than their entire life. Yeah, and I guess it kind of goes back to the just because you just because you have a platform doesn't necessarily mean you should be saying it if you don't have anything to actually say. You know, and going back to the are influencers actually good influencers? And I think a lot of them, no, I don't think they are. You know, I, I think there are. I think there are some that are using their voice really well and they're kind of, you know, propelling the world in some way or they are kind of enhancing and inspiring young people. I can name kind of a, at least two or three in various kind of industries, but there are also a majority of it, both in kind of YouTube and podcasting and whatever platform you say, where they're doing it because it's the next way to make money. You know, for them, it's I'm in it to make money, not because I necessarily want to make my voice heard or because I have something that I want to say or get out into the world. 
it was interesting, wasn't it, as well, that they got publicly criticised um, by the government just because some of them are all the way over in places like Dubai going, look at me, look where I'm spending lockdown. And it, you know, when you're just like, it's yeah. just... <laughs> yeah, that, that was a line. That was a line. It doesn't make I mean, me feel better, not in no. the slightest. <laughs> As in, they, they probably got past the point where they didn't realise that what they were doing was, you know, everyone else is locked down. And yeah. I think that that one act of them being in Dubai doing what they would normally do probably on any other podcast or, or sorry, um, YouTube video as an influencer, that when everybody else is feeling stuck in lockdown, how dare, you know, uh, they backfired as in it yeah and it's like the audacity because i think maybe again where they're so self-indulgent maybe they didn't realize how badly it would be taken and they must have been in some you know the world of their own you know thinking okay this you know we'll carry on doing our job earning our money on youtube because that's what we do it's our job and not realizing there's probably a time and a place you know we should put it on pause for a bit um, and then come back when everything, you know, everyone else is back to normal. But now, if they, I think they were after their YouTube uh, advertising funds or whatever. Yeah, this is where some influencers are just plain stupid or don't live in the same reality as everyone else. They think the rules don't apply to them. In that Dubai instance, um, the Dubai Tourist Board actually paid uh, the influencers to go over um, making it very easy for them to obviously kind of promote tourism but there's just a time and a place uh, and like with everything going on in the world and also like we were in a lockdown in the UK so it was just stupid that they um, just thought they'd taken a holiday a, kind of like a paid vacation um, and get paid for it at the same time it's just ridiculous and just telling people how like they're having a great time uh, over in Dubai is just um a bit of an insane one we're all locked up in our houses there is a council culture and just sometimes uh, uh, these influences need to be called out when it's appropriate and insensitive stuff that they do yeah I guess that, that you know that I look at influencers and I yeah if somebody calls themselves I'm a ex-influencer I run the other way <laughs> but again you know but that's that might be an age thing I think um you know no, I think I, I think I'm kind of similar and I think like I had this, maybe about 10 years ago, I had this about anyone that would call themselves an entrepreneur because, you know, because I'd be like, so what have you innovated? If you're an entrepreneur, you're bringing something new to the world. What have you invented? What have you like innovated or entrepreneurs, you know? And they'd be like, oh no, I just own a business. So you're a business owner, just say it. (laughs) Or worse, they're, you know, they're apprentice contestants and they're trying to be an entrepreneur but they don't have anything to show for it. <laughs> it's funny you should say that. Influencers remind me uh, of a few years back when people didn't see freelancing as a job or career. But the amount of money these influencers make, and I'm sure there's different uh, revenue streams for these people as well. So it's not just YouTube, but the ones uh, like um, I work with are paid per post. So in that sense, it's almost like the same model as you get paid per job uh, if you were in, uh, you, you were a freelancer even. But for influencers, if it's per post or whether it's uh, YouTube um, ad streams or TikTok or Instagram, uh, it feels like it's just brand endorsing. Yeah, I think I think with the the people in Dubai, you know, I'm sure there are some people who are there and adding value. But the ones on that got 
blasted on in the UK media. As far as I know, I have not checked out their content pro- properly, but they're not adding any value. There is just pictures of themselves by a pool having a good time. Mm. You know, they're not reviewing restaurants. They're not. They're not reviewing experiences or or, or doing these experiences and and explaining how, this is how you can do it when it, when you can come to Dubai or whatever the case might be. Mm. You know, this is why. You know, uh, a travel blogger I quite like is a guy called Drew Blinsky. He's been to nearly every country in the world. He has a he has a theme on his channel. He says, "What can ten dollars get me in this country?" Right? Mm. He determined he, that Bangladesh is the cheapest country. <laughs> right? It just so happened. Bangladesh. It just so happened that he determined that Bangladesh is the cheapest country. For, and that's what you can get the most for for your ten dollars, but it's it's good because ten dollars here is like lunch in the city, yeah. And over there, it's maybe it was so many things. You could have like a proper meal, at least street meal, but at least a proper like good at least at the very least, and you know the rickshaw. Yeah. And and he's meeting, you know, he's meeting all types of different, different people. Uh, I can't remember which country it was, but he met the last Jewish person in that certain country, ever. And uh, you know, it's an, it's an old man now, so you know, once uh, once he passes away, that's it. There might not be any Judaism in that country ever again. I think Morocco, maybe, um, or. You know, a, a, a random American man who came came over to a certain country and and converted to this religion, whatever the case might be, he's he's adding value because he's sharing these stories of these ordinary people. Mm-hmm. But Matey Boy in in his you know pink uh, speedos is not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, and he, especially with the lockdown thing, you know, when they were like. Oh yeah, you know, like stay at home because lockdown isn't that hard. And they're showing you around their kind of like the Airbnb that they've hired, which is quite like, you know, you're thinking that, well, yeah, if, if because if I had like a five, you know, five bedroom mansion to myself for lockdown, the way it wouldn't be hard because I could have my own swimming pool or my gym or whatever, you know. 99% of the population doesn't and they're stuck in. I don't know, like, you know, they're, they're stuck in smaller quarters than they would normally be used to. Um, and that, that probably didn't help the kind of media anger, like, oh, yeah, it's what a hard life you need. It's not representative. I, I think you can even go take it down to, you know, MPs or, you know, the more wealthy in, in the country saying, you know, get out into your garden, go for a walk. Like, no, I don't have a garden. Yeah. Or you know, um, when um, when uh, I think the first time round, Marcus Rashford had to do the the food for kids thing. Mm-hmm. There were genuinely some people saying, "Go and forage for the food, or grow it yourself." Yeah. You first of all, a potato takes a little while to grow. Secondly, you might not even have a garden to grow it in. Yeah. And thirdly, it's probably not the no. You <laughs> just it's just not viable is it no. like, it's, it's these people living in um more well-off 
that can't relate or are out of touch with the ordinary public or or, or at least those less fortunate in society not really sure yeah I think I, I still stand by what I said I think there's still a lot of good content out there I think it's just yeah just filtering out the ones that you want to listen to versus the ones you don't I think it's as simple as that but yeah there are going to be people that are still going to be uh you know like obviously attention hungry and maybe they will get the followers maybe that's fine but that's basically just not the content that I'm after I mean, I follow some influencers, so I probably can't talk and maybe you don't have to think of it as deep, but uh, there are just some influencers that are there for entertainment or um, great escapism. Um, Q, I, I know you mentioned uh, influencers you follow that who do um, home bargain and poundland hauls. <laughs> um, and yeah, I follow some influencers who just do funny skits and comedy, taking um, like the piss out of their family and doing like those one man sketches on TikTok. They're not necessarily spreading any serious messages or like having much to say, but that's the type of industry or culture it mainly is, um, is probably how I kind of um, see it. So I don't know. I wouldn't really want to put these like influencers on a pedestal or anything to say that they're changing the world um, uh, and doing good uh as uh, good in this world maybe but in the instances um but in some instances um where influencers have used their kind of reach and their following for good i remember when the u.s election uh, before the u.s election even um uh, was happening and uh, they were saying that uh, like yeah there just aren't enough like young people uh, voting some influencers actually uh, encourage their followers and young people to vote so i think that's probably an example of where, uh, yeah, you can kind of uh, try and uh, like do something or stand for something at least. Um, and um, as well, when the pandemic hit and um, obviously like we're in a bit of a crisis situation in the first instances um, of when it's a hit, I saw um, quite a few influencers post about their local charities or food banks and trying to raise awareness about, um, yeah, kind of like uh, the third world countries that aren't getting um, the help that they need um, and everything else. So some instances, and not saying all, and not saying like every influencer uh, would uh, go out their way to do this, um, but uh, I've seen a couple of examples, so they can choose to do good. Very nice. <laughs>